Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated General Grabber ATX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts the volume This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Monday, August 21st. I need to announce we are recording this early due to the craziness happening in California. We are currently in the midst, here it is Sunday afternoon, of uh, an alleged tropical storm. The first one to hit California in something like 80 years and as Rob G and I are queuing up the video and talking, um, my son gets his soccer roster for the season, and all of a sudden my, my phone goes earthquake 6.0, and I'm like, oh my gosh! And, and, and I'm with the kids, and I'm like, earthquake! And we're sitting there waiting, and nothing. And I'm like, ah, must have been a false alarm. And then I come back to the screen, and Rob's like, oh, I felt it. Did you? And my wife was downstairs. Oh yeah, we were rolling. And folks, I don't. I mean, listen. As you can tell, I'm back to health a little bit. My voice sounds better, although we'll have some updates on that later. Um, but just a crazy time. Rob G., how are you and the family holding up, you know, as L.A. And, and basically California falls off the map? Oh, it's it's a wild scene here in Southern California. <laughs> Thankfully, my daughter was in the middle of a nap. And I, I want to say that the the earthquake actually helped her sleep because it kind of swayed her body back and forth into a relaxation mode. It wasn't enough to really shake her awake, but it was enough to hopefully prolong the nap another hour or so. That'd be great. Yeah. By the way, what is the um, earthquake movie with The Rock? 
Is, didn't he do an earthquake movie? San Andreas. San Andreas. Okay. So I think that came out before we moved to California. And I watched it and I was like, oof, I'm so scared of California. Earthquakes. Oh, man. California's going to fall into the Pacific Ocean. And then you're out here, you know, and you experience one and you're like, ooh, it's kind of cool. And then you you think about it for a little bit and then maybe like an hour and maybe you think about it the next day. And then, it, you know, it's back to normal. Like life goes on, you know. And then two years later, there's a quake. Um and, but Rob, you've lived out here your whole life. Like, do they even enter your mind until like the ground is shaking? No, and, yeah. until you feel it, it does. You don't really think about it too much. I will say the last time that I really had like a good tremor. I mean, this one that we had here in Southern California was, I think it was like a 6.0, but it was far enough away from where we, you and I live that we didn't get the full blast of it. The, a couple of years ago when my daughter was first born, it might've been three or four years ago, um, they had like a 5.5 or something like that, but it was, it was 20 miles from where I live. So we really felt that one. And it was in the middle of the night. And this was when my, yeah, my daughter was just born. She was a couple months old and this might be TMI, but so if you have kids in the car, you know, mute the headphones a little bit. Um, my wife was breastfeeding at the time. So I don't even know if you've known about this situation when they're not breastfeeding, they can do something called pumping. So she basically plugs herself into a wall to do what she has to do. Happens in the middle of the night. My daughter's asleep. It's the house is rocking back and forth. I run and jump over her to cover her from a ceiling fan that might fall. And my wife, this whole time is plugged into a wall, unable to move. And it's just taking the whole brunt of the thing. So that was, that was one of my favorite earthquake stories. It is weird, Rob. We could do a pod about like the negative stigma of California and Los Angeles that it has. And you hear and read all this stuff and you see all this nonsense online. And then you come out here and I'm just, I don't, I don't see it. I don't think it's as bad as all these people perceive it to be. I enjoy it out here. Um, One oddity, and Rob, you can illuminate the audience before we get to sports. Um, When we lived east, rain was normal. Snow was normal. Crappy weather, regular. Year round. And we come out here, it doesn't rain for like six months, eight months. I don't know. And all of a sudden, like my daughter is like fascinated by rain. And her friends like love rain. When it rains... Kids like go outside and are like, oh, I'm playing in the rain. And it's like exciting. And I, I just, I can't totally wrap my head around why that is. I don't know. Is this a thing? Do you know what I'm talking about or am I just crazy? No, it's totally a thing. It's because it doesn't happen here. And so it's funny because it doesn't happen. You see one of two things. One, you see the youth and the, and the kids, they get excited because it's like, hey, I can run and play in the rain. Because even when it rains and it's cold, it's still like 65 degrees. So it's but- not, it's not even really cold. The other prop, the, the, on the flip side of that, for adults, because it doesn't rain, I don't know if I'm sure you know this by now, Californians do not know how to drive in oh, the rain. That's bad. Yeah. So you have some of the dumbest accidents. Like the, our infrastructure is not set up with the freeway system. It's always flooded. And so you get those little pockets, especially on like the shoulder. So people will drive through it and spray other cars. And that causes an issue. And then it's traffic and there's all these fender benders everywhere. So if you're like 15 and under, it's great. If you're 15 and over, it sucks. Yeah. Leave like an hour early for work because nobody knows what the hell to do. All right. Before we get to sports, quick weekend update, life update. So, yes, I coughed up a lung. Uh, I was in rough shape last week. I did end up seeing someone and I'm doing great. The only downside, uh, I'm going to have to have a minor procedure done. Not a big deal. Uh, They will not be cutting me open, um, but I will need a minor procedure. So, uh, before the football season, I'll be taking some days off uh, of TV and on the podcast. 
to get the procedure done. But overall, like, I'm fine. No problems. Um, I'm fine enough that I finally uh, popped into Vegas and signed up for the Circa contest. Um, here's the beauty. This this was the first time I had had done it in this way. So you guys know I go and make futures bets. Um, and usually, like, you don't cash them in until the next season. But sometimes, like, hey, my buddies are going into Vegas for the weekend, so I'll just go and then cash the tickets. I haven't been to Vegas since last year when I signed up for the contest. I did well in the futures tickets, some week one, some futures, and I didn't even tally them up until I went to the window, and it more than covered the $1,000 sign-in fee. So I was like, you know, you cash in the tickets, and I was like, oh, you could just hold it. I'm signing up. She's like, no, I have to give it back to you. I was like, fine. So she hands it to me. I sit there, fill out the paperwork, and I'm like, here's, and I had to say this, Rob, just here's your $1,000 that you just gave me. Uh, I'll sign up for the contest. And it felt great. Um, and then I did make a couple futures bets for this season. I'm not going to reveal all of them, but the two alt win totals that I bet. Rob, alt win total meaning I'm irrationally confident. I think this could happen because the market's off. One of them, I don't like this team, but I'm going to bet on Tua's health and the Miami Dolphins. Over 10.5 wins. 11 wins, that might be them, the number, I don't know, two seed, maybe the one seed. Over 10.5 wins, uh, plus 215, and then the New Orleans Saints. Now, I've been hyping this one for a while, so it's not as good a juice. Over 10.5 wins in the NFC. Um, So those are the two alt-win totals, I bet. I actually did well on those last year. I had Giants and Eagles, maybe? But then I missed Cowboys. Did I really do three in the same division? Uh, No, no, Vikings, Vikings, sorry. Vikings. Eagles and Cowboys, so two and one on those last year. At any rate, um, now let's get to actual sports, and we do have to talk about Rob G's favorite team, the Las Vegas Raiders, not because of preseason wins, nobody cares, but something's going on with that team that's interesting and finally positive that we could talk about. Everything for the last year has been negative. Uh, Carr, the Gruden stuff, the Henry Ruggs, it's all been negative, but there is some positivity, and I kind of like this story, so we'll get to that in a minute. I want to open, though, with the Liga's Cup and Miami versus Nashville. It was Saturday night. Um, I don't know if everybody cares that much about soccer. Obviously, I'm a massive fan. And Lionel Messi comes to the worst team in the league, and they proceed to go and win the entire tournament, matching MLS and Liga MX. They win it. Messi, a goal-scoring machine, gets the leading scorer in the tournament (laughs) and the MVP. He scored a left-footed rocket to take the 1-0 lead, then they end up winning in penalty kicks. It was thrilling. You can go look it up on YouTube if you missed it. And Rob, I know the general audience doesn't care about soccer. But for a legend like Messi to come from the top leagues in Europe to America, shine a spotlight on America, and then dominate, it's pretty exciting to watch. And, and I think the tie-in, Rob, where there, we could see some of this. And again, it's not because if it happened in China, I don't think people would care as much. But I talked about it last week with Cowherd. The fact of James Harden's ugly situation with the Sixers is the next basketball team he plays for. Does he say, I'm out. Screw you, NBA. I'm going to China. We saw him in China moving merchandise and what was he moving? Liquor on some videos. The guy is a machine. We explained it. The Houston Rockets were like the number one team in China because uh, Yao Ming played for them just as, you know, the NBA starts being telecast in China. They all love Yao Ming. Yao leaves. It's like, oh, well, we love the Rockets. We root for them. We've rooted for them for a decade. James Harden's our new guy. And we love Dwight Howard. And Rob, you know Dwight Howard 
this past season went to China and was putting up like, what, 40 and 27, putting up insane numbers, whatever they were. And I, I know it's going to sound forward. Well, wait a sec. James Harden led the league in assists. Why would he go to China? Listen, man, if you can get less of the headaches, you get paid, you expand your brand. I'm sure he can do some tie-ins with uh, retails, uh, uh, merch. Like, it's an easy, easy play for Harden. Um, Rob, I don't know. I, I, I just watched this messy move happen, and I don't know that it's going to be the springboard, but we've seen Saudi Arabia plucking superstars from the EPL. Benzema, um, I think they got Neymar. They got a bunch of guys, and it's like, well, wow, this foreign money getting, I don't know, aging is the right word, but like maybe a little past their prime stars. I mean, Messi, you, you can't say Messi's aging. He just tore up the MLS after winning a World Cup eight months ago. So like this idea of Harden leaving for China, Rob, I don't think it's insane. I, I really don't. And watching Messi dominate, I'm like, you know, I, I don't know that people would care if James Harden goes and puts up 100 points in a game in China, but it certainly would be noteworthy, no? Yeah, you know what's funny is when I saw you put this out, and I'm kind of upset that you pulled the curtain back because you didn't have this take on the Straight Fire podcast. You had it on Colin Cowherd's podcast. So I wish you would have brought some of those you know, buzzwords to this one, but it's okay. We move on. Um, when I first saw the clip, I was like, yeah, this is crazy. Like, Jason, I don't know what you're I, – no, I, I didn't see it. I get a lot of I didn't. See, I, lot of I didn't see it. And not even 48 hours later – there's an alert from Keith Pompey, who's as plugged into the Sixers as anybody in the NBA, as in with their team. He puts out the tweet, yeah, James Harden would like to play at least one season in China before his career's up. And I text you the link. I said, I, like, I can't believe you had this before <laughs> this even like was a thing. And to your point about Messi, it's, if James Harden were to make a move like this, similar to Messi coming to the MLS, it's not for competitive reasons, right? Because he obviously knows that he's too good to be playing at this level of, of soccer and similar with Harden. What it is, however, the same thing with Messi, is it can be a financial boon for him to do something like this. You mentioned he was selling liquor. I've read online that he sold 10,000 bottles of his wine, which is what he's out there promoting. In under 10 seconds. <laughs> oh, come on. Is that even possible? Like, I, I don't know. I mean, but enough people reported it that I like to believe that it's, that it's reputable. What he could do for himself, for his own individual James Harden brand in China, is something that I don't think most Americans can comprehend because they don't live over there. Yeah. And I'm sure this is the same thing that Europeans were saying when Messi came over to the United States. Like, oh, well, what is he going to do? He's going to go to a third-rate league. He's going to, you know sell some jerseys, whatever. No, the fact that we're talking about it on this podcast, the fact that he is trending every single game that he plays in the, in the MLS says a lot about why he did it. Has nothing to do with him wanting to, you know, expand his legacy with another championship. Like that's not what he's doing. I'm sure he'd like to win here in MLS, but that's not what he's doing. He's doing it because he is still a draw. He is still a brand. He is still a guy that no matter what he does, it's going to generate clicks and eyeballs. And now he's expanding to a market that even though we've, we noticed and appreciated how good he was, I don't think anyone realized how exactly how great he is until you've actually seen him here on our turf and what we do. So I think James Harden could do something similar in China. Yeah, it's weird. The, the, uh, you think James Harden cares to turn on TV, radio, podcasts, 
and hear, whoa, Harden's not a top 20 player all time. Like, we like to think, like, that discussion is huge and important. But here's the reality. Like, James Harden wakes up. He's selling uh, stuff in China, making a ton of money. He's playing basketball in China competitively, dominating, having the time of his life. Nobody's criticizing him for being a ball hog or missing a late shot. And he's cleaning up financially. And you know what? Then he's going to go gas up the private jet. He's going to say, oh, uh, we got a week off of China. You know what? I'm going to go to wherever the heck I want to. And I'm going to bring my boys. And we're going to have a great time. And then I'm going to fly here. And I'm going to do this. And like, that's not a bad life. If you could just do whatever the heck you want. You got all the money in the world. And you're playing basketball in China. And you don't care about the media. Because honestly, the only guys that really don't like Harden are the media, right? I mean, he's got a ton of fans. I I think once we get these athletes, once they, they realize like, hey, it's fun to see me talked about on TV, but like, do I need this now that I'm like 30, what is he, 34, 35? Do I need this anymore? It's like, I've, I've been in this, uh, you know, grind for 12, 15 years, making a lot of money. I don't need these headaches. I'm just going to go have fun. Right. And I think people listening to this podcast might be like, well, that's, you know, not a fair comparison with James Harden and, 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 and Messi. The difference is though, like Messi's at a point in his career where he's already accomplished everything he could possibly yeah, yeah. accomplish yeah, in professional soccer. So that's why he's maybe not necessarily driven by the competitive nature. James Harden, and we've talked about this for, for years now on the pod, even going back to the radio show on the weekends. James Harden has shown repeatedly that he's not driven by championships. There was a reason, like the fact that he even wanted to go back to Houston this past offseason tells you that yeah. James Harden likes more than anything to just be James Harden. And that's not, you know, as a sports fan, you'd like it to be different because you care about your team and you want to see championships there's a lot of guys professional athletes not everybody's built like Messi and LeBron and Steph Curry who are like I gotta win by any means necessary there's a lot of guys who are like hey I can make a fantastic living I can be famous I can go to all the parties and and do meet all the people I want to and as long as I'm good at this all the rest of it comes with it and it just so happens that two guys who even though they're built on opposite ends of the spectrum currently seem like they're at the same road you know, path in their life at this point, at least. It's, it's weird. Like, yes, uh, Messi's won everything and he's got nothing left to prove. But I th- my guess, my guess is to Harden that he's got nothing left to prove. I've made a lot of money. I've won an MVP. I've played in the playoffs. I've played in the finals. Like, I- I'm happy. I-, I accomplished everything I set out to when I was a junior high kid thinking I'm going to make, make college and make the NBA. Like, I-, I did it. And now I've got all the money in the world. I've got generational wealth. I, I don't need these headaches of, of the media and dealing with Daryl Morey and these liars. Let me just go to China where everywhere I go, it's just a, they roll out the red carpet for me because I'm a legend. Like, it's not a bad feeling. Probably not great for his ego, uh, but right. uh, in the long run. But ultimately, I think he's a very happy man. And we'll see what happens with Harden. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? 
That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast. To start listening. Let's get to the NFL before we do the AFC West preview. I wanted to, uh, because it's Rob G's team, um, I talk about these uh, Las Vegas Raiders. So they're hosting the Super Bowl. And obviously they have no chance of making it to the Super Bowl. Like uh, nobody on the Raiders and the organization harbors any thoughts that they could come close to playing for the Super Bowl. But what's interesting is something, you know, they were expected to be bad this year. Like five, six, seven wins. Um... Jimmy Garoppolo comes in at quarterback. He's coming off the injury, the surgery. That's like, oh, man, is he going to even fit with McDaniels? Is McDaniels on his way out? And then Aiden O'Connell happens. And I should call him by his new nickname, AOC4. Uh, apparently that's like going to be the most popular tattoo in Vegas uh, here in the next coming weeks. But Aiden O'Connell is a kid out of Purdue. I- I've got all the numbers on him, right? He had 33 college starts. I did a lot of reading on Aiden O'Connell this weekend. Like, Jay, what are you wasting your time reading about a Third stringer for Well, he's not going to be third string. I can guarantee you that (laughs) heading into the season. Um, Brian Hoyer, you might as well hang him up. You're you're out, buddy. Um, Aiden O'Connell's come into preseason games and just slayed. He is dominating. He's not missing passes. He's hitting all the windows. 
he's got fans like excited. Now I know it's a lot of threes versus fours, and even when he's running with the backups, they're not facing starters. It's like okay, let's let's settle down. But when you're a desperate franchise like the Raiders, who haven't won jack squat in forever, last playoff win was I don't know, a decade ago, 15, 20. I don't know. Rob, Rob will figure it out. But and you see what O'Connell's doing, and then you start looking into his story. So this is un- unbelievable. So he was a one-year starter in high school. He had a scholarship offer from something called Davenport University Division II. Okay? He said, no, I'm gonna, let me hold out hope. Let me hold out hope. And then a Division Three calls Wheaton College. We want you. He's like, no. Purdue says, we want you, but we're not going to offer you anything. You could be a preferred walk-on. Preferred walk-on means, hey, we'll give you a chance to make the team. You probably start out seventh or eighth on the depth chart. Good luck. Doesn't play a snap for the first two years. Okay? At Purdue. Was not going to be the next Drew Brees. Then all of a sudden, things start to go his way. He gets some playing time. Finally, he gets 2020, the COVID year. He's going to be the starter, and he gets a season-ending injury three games in. Comes back and is healthy, but has to win the job. And then starts, I think, 24 games over the final two seasons. And you're like, oh, this guy had a really nice career. No, he didn't put up Drew Brees numbers, but he's a good story. This guy's graduating at, what, 24 years old. He got married to a Purdue volleyball player. He's like a Christian fellowship athlete. Like, Aiden O'Connell is, I mean, what what a class act. Everybody's rooting for this guy. And then he falls to fourth uh, round, 135th pick overall. And you're like, okay, he is what he is. Maybe he'll have a crack to make the roster. We'll see. And it's, it's a weird thing because, again, this guy's turning 25 in like two weeks. This is not some college quarterback who just graduated at 22, okay? He's in college forever. 33 starts is a lot. Now, I know that Josh McDaniel's offense has been, you know, typically tough to grasp for some quarterbacks. Um, but a guy named Tom Brady figured it out pretty easily. And I know mentioning Tom Brady in the same sentence as Aiden O'Connell is sacrilegious, but Rob... Raiders fans are grasping for this. Well, Aiden O'Connell is not like an athletic guy. This is the most crazy stat that I think I've seen for a college quarterback in a while. In his career, he had negative 243 rushing yards. Now, yes, they do take sacks into account in college, but you start watching the highlights and he's not really moving around. He's not, not doing a lot of running and scrambling. And Rob, I don't know if you're hearing this, but Raiders fans online are like, oh, whoa, whoa, Jay, hey. Look at the last seven years. Look at some of these quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. Matt Ryan, is he fleet of foot? Nick Foles, that guy Brady you mentioned. I don't know how nimble Matt Stafford has been um, in his career. He's not like a running quarterback. But Jared Goff, he ain't a runner. Why not Aiden O'Connell? And I'm like, obviously, slow your roll, fellas. Slow your roll. But it is exciting to have maybe a diamond in the rough. And I'll say this, the one thing that makes this really interesting. It's not a quarterback competition with Jimmy G. But last year with the Niners, Jimmy G was unable to make those deep throws downfield. Brock Purdy comes in, and he can make them. Jimmy G can't do those deep out patterns. He just doesn't have the arm strength. Aiden O'Connell does. And I'm not saying he's going to be a game manager and turn into Brady in four years. I don't see any of this happening. That being said, there is palpable excitement about the backup quarterback. And you know... In every town where you're not a Super Bowl contender and you got a franchise quarterback, the backup quarterback is the most popular guy in town. Okay? People, they've seen Jimmy G. They know his ceiling, his limitations. But if you're going to end up keeping Devontae Adams, 
and not trading away at the deadline. And you think, well, you know, this Josh Jacobs guy, you know, we put this together and we get the offensive line figured out. We could have some Hunter Renfro, third and Renfro, great nickname. So I'm getting a little excited about Aiden O'Connell, but this is the trap I fall into, Rob. I've done my best not to watch a lot of preseason games. Some highlights, sure. But I got sucked into the Aiden O'Connell highlights, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. This guy looks pretty good. Now, he's probably throwing against guys who are going to be, you know, driving a UPS truck or Amazon delivery or Uber here in the next couple weeks that that are not going to stick on rosters. But he still looked pretty damn good doing it. Now, as a Raiders fan, your excitement level is through the roof or what? Oh, I'm all in. I'm all in on Aiden O'Connell. Like, at this point, the only AOC we recognize in the United States of America is no longer that woman who's, I think she's in Congress or whatever. It's now Aiden O'Connell. He is the AOC. If you mention AOC on Twitter, his name better pop up before hers does. That's all I'm going to say about that. 26 of 36 for 304 yards and three touchdowns in two preseason games. I, I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, but if Trey Lance went 26 of 36 for 304 and three <laughs> TDs, who was also playing against backups most of the time, then he'd be the starting quarterback in San Francisco. It's true. Like Aiden O'Connell, once you get to this level, and this is across all sports, but NFL especially because we've seen this more than the NBA and Major League Baseball. But in the NFL especially, there have been numerous instances where a guy was a one-star recruit, a no-star recruit, an undrafted player. He switched positions coming from the uh, college to the NFL. Like this is not unheard of to have a unheralded guy pop in the NFL in the next level, whether it's because he's got better talent around him or he's in a system that can better take advantage of the skills that he has. I don't know what, what it is with Aiden O'Connor, why suddenly he's become a, it looks like at worst, a, a high-end backup this upcoming season. I think he's definitely going to beat out Brian Hoyer for the number two job. And so like, I don't know why people are so shocked because this isn't something that's new. Like we, we saw even last year with the aforementioned Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy was the last pick in the NFL draft, and he comes into year two as the unquestioned starter for what many consider to be the favorites to come out of the NFC. So like this, this shouldn't really blow your mind too much. I don't think if you're a football fan. I will say the, the, the jersey number threw me off, Rob. Wasn't Derek Carr number four? Yes, he was. And they just handed it to O'Connell, who I think were 16 in college. That struck me as a little odd. I'm not saying Carr did anything worthy of retiring his number, but, I mean, the body's barely cold, and you've given the jersey to someone else? I mean, there have been more egregious things that have happened. With the Raiders, or? Not just with the I mean, with other teams. I I, I don't know exactly. I want to say that it was, um, like, Randy Moss, when he left, and then they, they gave away 84 in Minnesota, like, immediately. Like, like I, 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 I'm yeah, not 100% happen. sure, but I've seen it happen before. And, and as far as Aiden O'Connell goes, he is going to play at some point this season. Because the one thing you can count on with Jimmy G is he's going to get hurt at some point. <laughs> that's who he is. That's what he does. That's the reason why I keep, I keep bringing up. That's the reason why Brock Purdy is starting yeah. in, in San Francisco. Because Jimmy G kept getting hurt. So they drafted Trey Lance and the Trey Lance gets hurt. And Jimmy G's like, well, see, you guys shouldn't have replaced me. I'm going to carry this team to the Super Bowl, and then he gets hurt again. Oh, yeah, surprise, surprise. That's kind of what he does. Aiden O'Connell is going to play, and you're going to find out very quickly what Raider fans have already found out only two weeks into the preseason, 
that this kid can play. I, I don't know if he's an NFL starter. You know, that's to get ahead of ourselves, but he's not bad at all. Who do they like, have in the he, opener? He's serviceable. Uh, who do they have in the opener? Yeah, I don't, I don't I, know. Uh... I, I believe they have the Broncos in the opener. Ooh, that's a defense you don't want Aiden O'Connell facing. Well, he's not going to start the season. You know, like, like that's... Mm, pro- okay, probably, I would say 95% Jimmy Garoppolo starting. Or would you say 100? <laughs> 100%. I mean, well, I mean, he could no. get He could get, he could get the mailbox hurt. tomorrow. He could, yeah. he could get Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he he uh, makes right. Anthony Davis look like he's made a steal. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. So I was going to preview the AFC West, but I forgot uh, to talk about one other thing that happened this weekend. And since we just talked about preseason, can I talk about a pre-FIBA championship basketball game? Rob, I know Let's I hate going basketball, football, basketball. But I got to quickly talk about USA Germany Sunday. Did you watch the game? Yes, I did. Yeah, okay. So I, I turned it on at halftime because I was watching um, Jack Ryan season four, which is amazing. Um, and the U.S. is down a ton to Germany, and I'm like, what the? I, and the, the Wagner brothers are there, and Schroeder, and then this blonde guy who got like a billion rebounds but isn't Dennis Rodman. And I'm watching the U.S., and my kids are sitting there, and Rob, their first question is, oh, is Curry playing? Because it's the U.S. And I was like, no. Was, they were like, LeBron? No. KD? No. And at that point, they were like, what? <laughs> What's happening? Who's playing for the U.S.? And Rob, this is not, I'm not bagging on the U.S., but you turn on the game, USA-Germany. It's like a pre-FIBA game. It was, the stadium was packed, though. Uh, I think it's in, um, uh, where, where's this being played? Like uh, They're playing Abu in Dubai Dhabi? right now. Dubai, okay. And it's like Tyrese Halliburton, Mikhail Bridges, Paolo Banquero. And, 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 and let's be real. This is USA basketball, and they're getting throttled by Germany. Until the dynamic duo of Anthony Edwards and Austin Reeves take over. And this, I, I, I know he's your guy, but um, Anthony Edwards wearing the number 10 jersey and doing whatever he wanted at both ends, grabbing rebounds, knifing through the lane, thunderous dunks, baseline turnarounds, threes. You look at Kobe Bryant, who used to wear 10 with USA. Anthony Edwards was easily the best player on the floor. I love Bancaro. I didn't think he played great, missed four straight free throws. I'm not going to nitpick. Um, Jalen Brunson, like, barely got any I don't even know if he played in the fourth quarter. He was apparently dominant in lead-up, and then this game was not his. This was the Anthony Edwards-Austin Reeves show. And listen, I know Austin Reeves as a Laker. I, I, we talk about him way too much on this podcast. If you, like, charted podcasts like mine, who talks about Austin Reeves more? I guarantee you we are near or at the head of the pack. We have been on the Austin Reeves bandwagon all along. This guy can play. I mean, at the end of the game, he gets to steal, and he, you know, they could just run out the clock, and he looks at his guys and as if to say, should I dunk? And they're like, oh, yeah. And Austin Reeves just winds up and throws it down, and everybody's celebrating. Rob, I was all in on that game despite, I got to say, watching that roster together was like, oof, I, whew, a little tough. Yeah, you know, you know what's funny? Well, shout out to Austin Reeves. You know, I, I recorded a podcast with one of the producers here at The Volume. He has an NBA post. I, I was hoping that it was going to be dropping this week, but apparently the way they stagger it is going to be late. But I, I was heaping some heavy praise on Austin Reeves. So when you're, whenever it comes out, I'll share it. It's the Dime podcast. It was the Lakers preview. So a lot of uh, Austin Reeves ball washing going on by yours truly. <laughs> that. So just, I'll, 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 let you, I'll let that podcast speak for itself. But Anthony Edwards looks like he's going to be the next guy to take 
you know, the quote unquote, the leap from he's all-star kind of level talent to he is a bona fide superstar. Because one thing that you see in FIBA play especially is you can't just out-talent teams anymore. Like the rest of the world has caught up. You mentioned this Germany team had several NBA players on it. They may not be high-end NBA players, but they are quality rotational guys at a minimum. Um, And the other thing is they play a style of basketball that gives Americans a lot of trouble because it's very team-oriented. It's one of the reasons why the Golden State Warriors, when they were going up against all the LeBron Cavaliers teams, we've talked on this podcast. I've said before, I think the the Cleveland teams had more talent than that first iteration of the Warriors before KD. The difference was the Warriors played this team brand of basketball that nobody could ever keep up with. They just, it just wasn't going to happen. And that's what you see in FIBA. So there's a reason why guys like Austin Reeves, uh, Tyrese Halliburton, especially those two guys, they thrive in this setting because their style of play, even in the NBA, is very team oriented. They don't dominate the ball a lot. They move the ball. They make the right play. They can hit the open jump shot. They're very smart, cerebral players. And now what you're seeing is, and this is not a shot at any of these guys, but Brandon Ingram, Macau Bridges, now that he's with the Nets, Jalen Brunson, Anthony Edwards, they're all very similar style guys. They want to dominate the ball, high pick and roll, because that's what their game is in the NBA. What you're seeing with Anthony Edwards, though, is there's levels to this. As good as Jalen Brunson, Brandon Ingram, all those other guys are, they don't have that special it factor that Anthony Edwards has. There's a like You've seen this where there's an alpha amongst alphas. Most recently in international play, that was Kevin Durant, where you had a team with Damian Lillard and Jason Tatum and all these high-end quality guys. But when push came to shove and it was really, you know, time, nervous time for the Americans, it was get the ball to KD, get out of the damn way. Yeah, yeah. We saw that on Sunday when, it, when they were down 16 in the second half. Halliburton and Reeves are making a lot of hustle plays, doing a lot of good things. But when it was getting tight, get the ball to Ant-Man, get out of the way. Uh, Halliburton is a blur. Like, we know he's really good. Um, he, I would say he was the third best player, right? Uh, you said Reeves two, Edwards one. Um, uh, yeah, I, I didn't see enough from Ingram, didn't see enough from Brunson. Uh, it was really Anthony Edwards or bust. They went on like an 18-0 run, spearheaded by Edwards just burying threes and dominating. Um, I am curious. Do you think this makes the Timberwolves be, or this probably does nothing, right? But in the back of their minds, the Timberwolves are like, listen, this is our guy. Do we want to build around him? We got to move Carl Anthony Towns. Let's just get him out, get role pieces. Let's fit everything around Anthony Edwards, and we've got our superstar. Um, I do, I personally don't think the two of them are going to work together, Rob. Yeah, I think you're totally, totally right. I think that. <clears throat> I mean, it, it was. It's kind of been clear for about a year now that Anthony Edwards was the guy, and they got to build around him. But when you see things like this, where it's no longer like the plucky story. Like he's the young and up and coming guy that, you know, he could do something, you know, we see the potential, we see the flash. And there are a lot of guys like that. You know, LaMelo Ball, his draft contemporary is one of those guys where it's like, you know, he could be something. I see the, I see the framework of something special. Anthony Edwards is showing now on this stage where he's playing with guys who are supposed to be his peers that no, I, I don't belong at this level. 
with the Macau Bridge of the Ingrams, the Brunsons. Put me up there with the Durant, the Tatum, the LeBron, the Steph Curry. You know, the those are the Americans that I should be com- being compared to. So if they're Minnesota, you know, it's to be determined if the Towns go bear pairing is ever going to work out. And, you know, I, I hate to rehash this, but it, it, they're probably going to have to get rid of Towns before they can get rid of Gobert, just because I think the value works out that way. If I said to you that the stock price of Edwards, John Morant, and Zion was all the exact same, the stock price to buy them was the exact same, who's, how would you divide up who you're buying stock in? Edwards, Morant, Zion. Interesting. Edwards is the is the only one that you don't have to worry about the other stuff, which well, is crazy he, because didn't he have that dumb incident at the end of the season with like a chair and a fan or something. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know I, if I, I would know consider that the same level as like with John Morant. And, and you know what's funny is full disclosure. I we talked before the podcast. I was dead wrong on on Anthony Edwards coming out of college when I saw that that uh, I think it was an ESPN article interview he did before the draft where he's like, yeah, you know, I don't really like basketball. I'm just, you know, I'm good at it. I don't love the game though. I'm not going to say I do. I'm like, well, how can you take a guy number one if he doesn't actually love basketball? And either he was lying then, or it's really not that important because it hasn't changed the fact that he is an absolute dog and he is got next as the kids say. Yeah. I think these young guys, 20, 21 year old kids just talk like, I'm too cool. I don't love anything. You know, one of those deals. Um, All right, let's go quickly. AFC West preview. Probably the easiest division to preview in the conference. Um, The Kansas City Chiefs are going to win the division. Shocker. It's happening. Um, Obviously, now injury happened. Everything changes. But, you know, there's no way you could pick around the Chiefs going into the season with Mahomes, with Reed. You know, pencil them in 10, 11, 12, 13 wins. They're fine. After that, I believe it's the Chargers. Now, that shouldn't be a big shocker. It's either Chargers or Broncos. And if you remember last year, everybody thought uh, Peyton was going to get the Chargers job when they would run off um, uh, the head coach there, Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley gets them in the playoffs. They end up choking away the lead. They keep Brandon Staley, change the OC. It's tough for me to pick the Broncos ahead of the Chargers. And so I would have the Broncos third. I, I like Peyton. I like Russ. I like the defense, but I don't know if they're a playoff. I mean, a lot of questions, a lot of them about Russ. And, you know, they're going to be better than the Raiders. That's not saying much. The Chargers are the interesting one because, and I'll save this take for a little ways down the road, but if the Chargers miss the playoffs, we know Staley's toast. And that would sound like an awful thing, but there is the Jim Harbaugh name lurking in the background with that four-game suspension in college football that was going to him, and then they didn't rescinded it and Harbaugh's like kind of middle fingering these guys like you just back up off me leave me alone Har- uh, Harbaugh did have the dalliance I think with the Vikings and uh, maybe the Panthers he spoke with Tepper and I know he interviewed with the Vikings for sure as a leverage play to get some more money from Michigan and it worked but the Chargers job will be probably the best head coaching opening in a while because the idea of coaching Justin Herbert, uh, like it's tough to find quarterbacks, you know, and they have one, and that that roster is pretty stacked. So I, I I think if the Chargers fail and the Broncos pass them, I don't I don't anticipate that. Um, 
<laughs> then that Chargers job becomes very interesting. So I'll go Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders. I'm on the fence on the Chargers in the playoffs just because there's so much depth in the AFC. It's going to be a game-time decision right before the season. Um, you know, I like the Steelers. Um, Steelers may have been a bet uh, for season long in, in Vegas. Um, got tough, tough to not like the Ravens. The Browns are deadly. Um, Jets, obviously. Dolphins, I told you about. Like, AFC stacked. There's just not a lot of room for error. We'll see what Brandon Staley does with the Chargers this season, but it's still Kansas City's division to lose. All right, this is a lengthy podcast for a hurricane-slash-earthquake weekend in California. We have a big-time college football guest coming up this week and other shenanigans that we still don't know about yet. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Ready, set, griddle this grilling season. Get the Weber Slate Rust Resistant Griddle with a carbon steel cooktop that's safe for metal tools. It's pre-seasoned and ready to cook on right out of the box. It's the griddle that stays ready, not rusty. This griddle heats evenly edge to edge. It reaches up to 500 degrees. The Weber Works Prep cook and store system keeps cooking supplies handy, and you can carry all the food, condiments, and utensils you need. Get fired up for your new Weber Slate Rust I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound... Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.